Hi, and welcome to the 21st ever episode of The Sound of Not Getting Laid, where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? I guess this week is a woman, Shoshana Cherson. Here, Shoshana accused Rick Wakeman of looking like a serial killer and having creepy baby hands. Listen to her claim that Greg Lake looks like a castrated ladyboy from Game of Thrones. Marvelous, she describes Russia's wardrobe as a form of cultural appropriation. All this and more, The Sound of Not Getting Laid. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Pregnancy. Pregnancy, let's make more humans. Hi, and welcome to The Sound of Not Getting Laid, where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? My guest this week is... Shoshana Cherson. Hi, Shoshana. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you, Matt? I'm pretty good. Uh, how old are you? I'm 33. And what do you do? I am a birth doula and a postpartum doula and a childbirth educator. Fantastic. Yes. A real service. Sure. In the world, as opposed to making fucking catalogs. I mean, I guess so. But yeah, we all people serve are gonna have kids, and you know. Doesn't make me a better person. <laughs> I, well, arguably. But. I don't think so, because people could, you know, be making catalogs and also be donating half of their their time and money to outside charities, <clears throat> and I could just be a real judgmental bitchy person doing it for the that's true glory yeah that's true but but i i I don't get that from you no it's not that's actually not the case right right i'm just saying yeah i was very drawn to it for no reason you like it i love it you love it i love it you have to love it because it's an extremely draining job right right if when you're on call you know you really can't be drinking right or hung over or, I mean, like, right. that one leads to the other sure. when you're in your sure. 30s and older. Yep. I know all about it. <laughs> so, you really can't be drinking. I mean, like, I am call myself a quote-unquote bad doula. I'll have, like, more than one glass of wine if I'm out. But I try and That's limit funny. it, you know? Yeah. Uh, definitely can't be doing drugs. Right. Not even close. Um, well, yeah, because you're, you know, you're responsible for children. Well, you also just have to have your mind. Yeah. You have to have have, your mind. Right. You have to be sharp. It's respectful to your client who's paid you probably a good amount of money. And respectful to these tiny humans. Yeah. Yeah. So no drugs, really no drinking when you're on call. Mm -hmm. And then you're on call for at least two weeks. So Mm. that's two weeks. So you don't drink for your... your I will have a glass of wine, but I really am limited. And the minute I get a text message from my client that's like, I think early labor has started, I... Like, obviously, put everything away and focus on that, even though I might not see them for three or four days. Right. And then you're with them from the time you enter into their home or the hospital. You don't leave until the baby's born. So I've been at birth for 35 hours. Right. So that's what it means to be on call is, like, when they're they're close— you're with the family for yeah. a couple of weeks. Because like a... Do you live with them? No. No, you're just there yeah. during your work hours. I'm just like on call, like my phone. I check mm-hmm. my phone obsessively. Sure. The volume has to be on all the times. Right. And, you know, I wake up at three in the morning, like checking it, hoping that I didn't miss a phone call. Right, right. See, see, this is not the discipline I have making catalogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but just, like, it, it's not that important. But It's the, just not. But the thing is, is the blessing of it is I could also then spend a day, if I have no other commitments, watching Netflix all day waiting for them to call me. Right. So you can be like a semi-lazy person at the same time. Right, right. Because that's what I, I live only in extremes. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm either like dead All on the or floor nothing. or yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, if it has not been become evident, I would like to point out that uh, Shoshana has the uh, uh, unique distinction of being my only guest who is with child. Uh, yes, I am. I'm 33 weeks pregnant tomorrow. Yeah. I've kept it in this long. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, where are you from? I am from Boston. Well, you know, that's what everyone says when they're from Boston. I grew up in Somerville. And then my parents moved Which is me. a suburb of Boston? But it's a suburb of, like, it's a city outside of Boston. Okay. It's not it's not within city limits proper. No. Okay. And then... And you don't have that wicked Boston accent. Well, they sent me Mother to... Mother of God, your father cut his arm in the car door. They sent me to Jewish private school because I'm a nice Jewish girl. Did you go to uh, Bat Mitzvah, the whole nine yards? Oh, I, yeah. Uh-huh. All of seventh grade... Every single weekend was spent going to a bar or a bat mitzvah. Okay. And I insisted on getting. So you had a Jewish community growing up. Your yeah. parents were, you went to synagogue, mm-hmm. you knew other families, your friends were Jewish. So my parents met at the synagogue that they still belong to. Uh-huh. They, I feel like you're going to really enjoy this. My parents um, <laughs> met at a first generation's after it was called and it was a singles mixers uh, for kids of holocaust survivors I, I, yeah but <laughs> i instantly put that did that math yeah um what kind of music did you listen to in uh you know your formative years like high school college uh you know you can go back as far as like you know what was the first record you bought with your own money well what was your jam i don't really remember what the first one I bought with my own money, but I remember going on a vacation with my uncle and my grandma, and my uncle taking us to Tower Records and letting me buy whatever cassette tapes I wanted. Here in the city? No, we were, he lived in Colorado, and we were doing like a a car road trip kind of uh-huh. thing, and it was like through New Mexico and whatever. I don't know. We just made a stop, and there was a Tower Records. Uh-huh. And I think he wanted probably just some cassettes for the car. Sure, road music. And I bought Alanis Morissette. Nice. I bought Cheryl Crow. Still a little bizarrely not aligned. And mm. I bought. I could see that. Garbage. Right, the, the band. Garbage. The band not, garbage. Not just like a bunch of no. <laughs> well, shitty pop. I mean, if you don't like them, then they're garbage. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's a step up from, yeah. you know, Madonna yeah. or, uh, you know, Beyonce or whatever. And the Pac only... Was on the radio. And then my uncle just became obsessed with the Alanis Morissette cassette, and so we listened to that nonstop. It's, it's great stuff. Even though my German-Jewish grandma, poor lady, was like sitting in the front seat like, what is this? <laughs> Like, <laughs> what's ironic? Like, the whole thing, the whole time. What are you talking? Yeah, like, so those were, like, three. And then the next summer, I, when I went out to visit him again, he took me to a Sheryl Crow concert, which was pretty cool. Uh-huh. How old were you? I was 11. Okay. I was going to say pre, pre-teens, right? Yeah. yeah. Very impressionable years. Yeah. yeah. And I also, that was when I was listening to No Doubt. Uh-huh. I would be like kind of depressed and listen to Billie Holiday. Oh, excellent! Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good for the blues. Yeah, really good. Ironically, 
Tracy Chapman, also oh, good for the blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic songwriter. And then I met a guy, like a kid in my neighborhood, who gave me his Alice in Chains tape. Mm-hmm. And so that was like a really big deal for me. It was me. your introduction to grunge. Because I was like, well, also just like men is singers. Like uh-huh. I just somehow. Right, because everything you listed just now was, was all, all, fem- all like female. females. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was Corey like. Corey Amos too? Yeah, but like not obsessively. Uh-huh. Like definitely I listened to everyone that attended Lilith Fair, but like <laughs> they weren't all my favorites. Right, right, right. <laughs> You know, I was like, sure, Dixie Chicks, but not, like, obsessed, you know, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I was obsessed with Ani DeFranco. She was great. And Ben Harper. Huh? But half probably because I wanted to have his babies. (laughs) You know. Before I knew what that meant. I think, think, you know... uh, yeah, that's that's always the uh, sex plays a big part in, yeah. in what music you're attracted to. Yeah, but know. I think that's also why, in a, like eighth grade and then high school, I got into Slayer and Metallica and Nine Inch Nails and all of that because I was like into those dudes right. who were listening to it also. Right, the, the, the guys on stage and the guys in the audience. All of it. Right, right. But I also like remember being very influenced by a lot of R&B so in like middle school it was like SWV Genuine Black Street uh-huh. that's like see, to me that's not R&B it's, I mean it is right but it, it was the modern version of it you know I was listening to Wilson Pickett okay like 90s R&B right yeah. It's a, it's a different animal. Yeah, I didn't even know who Wilson Pickett were until I think, like, I think maybe seven, eight years ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I was, like, working in a shitty bar, and I, like, some, there were dudes in bands playing good music that I had never heard of. Right, right. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So then what, what went, went, where did that go? Was that pretty much the jam through high school? Yeah, you know, um... I kind of, like, touched upon, I think, I remember skipping school to go see a Killers show, Uh you know, and then um, Soundgarden. I skipped school to go see Soundgarden and stuff like that, but I'm actually, like, one of those weird people that I don't, if I forget my headphones at home, I don't, like, freak out. Right. You know? Right. There are people who, like need it the second they walk out the door and it's music yeah that to me is is weird i mean i grew up with walkmans and i liked it for a while i definitely spent some subway rides going through mixtapes and all that shit but uh i got to a point where i was like you know i really only want to listen to it when i get home yeah that's it for me and it's like for me it's really serious and almost religious now it's like vinyl it's gotta be vinyl and i just sit and listen and that's all i do okay i'm not doing what dishes I did acid for the first time on a school trip freshman year. <laughs> on the way, on where the, were you going? Well, it the wasn't Hayden a really Planetarium to see trip. Laser Zeppelin? No, no, no. It wasn't like a school trip. Okay, it was a school organized weekend trip. Okay. To go skiing. Okay. But you like met at the school and got on the school bus and you were with school people right. and there it were was chaperones chaperoned who were... by school teachers. Right. And. I took a hit of acid on the way, and I spent the whole time 
uh, riding oh, the gosh. rope up the the bunny trail, uh-huh. and then falling down on my ass on the way down. Like it was like up and down. Mm-hmm. That was it. Right. And I like, yeah, the whole time. Wow. Just up and down the the rope, and then on my butt. Uh-huh. I don't think I even had skis attached to the ski boots. Uh huh. Probably a good me. thing. You know, in retrospect. Yes. Uh, you know, you might have slammed into a tree. Yeah. Thinking it wanted a hug. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I didn't like, I didn't know people in bands really. I didn't even really date dudes in bands. Good. Oddly. But I mean, they're all terrible. I'm sure. Narcissists, I mean, I've dated narcissists before. Right. That's but if what artists a, are. But if they're also, especially if they're singers or guitar players, the, the, the narcissism factor is on a level. I don't know. If you're like a, I don't know, I dated a painter <laughs> and an artist. And so you paid for all those meals. I know. You know what it was? It was beers. just like a lot of like going over to his house while he was mopey and he was waiting for me to like tell him how wonderful he was. Listening to Morrissey. And I was not yeah. into like stroking his, like his ego and his head. Because right, like you're was... not his mother. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. yeah, that's... yeah. Um, I don't think so. But we digress. Yes. Let's get to the uh, musica. So, so we sort of covered. What about now? Did your did your tastes change going into college? Since we're talking about college, like what were you listening to in college? I think they just kind of expanded but stayed the same like within the same genres yeah same groups i just am one of those people with music a lot of new music is not interesting to me well that's because a lot of new music is not interesting yeah Yeah. and that's what i really didn't enjoy so i had a friend who's still my best friend and she's a huge portishead fan so then i was like listening to a lot of that because of her mm-hmm. and radiohead too you know i went through a radiohead like phase uh-huh. but now like i don't know if i can really listen to it i resisted them for years and then uh i mean i liked them it was on in the mm-hmm. 90s when those records yeah. were coming out i was like this is good but i wasn't like fuck yeah i need to own this no and then recently, I've been going back and revisiting it, going, holy shit, this is really, these guys might be the Beatles of our generation. Like, they're that good. But does that mean that everybody likes some kind of thing? No. Because that's the thing. I feel like... Not the, everybody likes the Beatles. But it's kind of like white noise music in a way. It's good white noise music. I, I disagree. You think? Yeah. I think you put it on and you're like, it goes with every mood. You know, I was thinking about this on the way here, about music that's put me into moods. Mm -hmm. And it's actually like a lot of soundtracks to movies that then I became obsessed with listening to the music that then like opened it up. That makes me think of it. Like what? So the High Fidelity movie soundtrack. Okay. John Cusack, mm -hmm. right? Runs the record store. Yep. That's a great movie. Love that. That just like... A lot of great songs in that. And a lot of... Bands that I'd never heard of that were on it. And, as well. and if you're if you're like me, you know I, I obsess over details in movies and like, mm-hmm. even if the music you didn't hear, the album covers that you saw in the background, all of it. Like I went, I watched that, rewatched it recently, and I was like, holy shit! There's all like whoever did the set 
really thought about all the records that were on display. And the little scenes, like there's one scene that Jack Black pisses off this like white straight man who's trying to buy a record for his daughter. Right, because he's in. such a fucking music yeah. snob asshole. Yeah. Exactly. And but he <laughs> then goes around like pulling all of these records and I remember like pausing the tape so I could like write down everything that he was like pulling up. Right. Because I wanted to figure out what it was. And I'm sure he was he had a he had a hand in, in, in writing that dialogue because he's oh, a I'm huge sure. audiophile. Like he knows music yeah guy, you know so that was something yeah. and then another like visceral reaction i get with the romeo and juliet soundtrack but the one with claire danes and leonardo dicaprio right the one in the 90s yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm not familiar with it but well first of all you should just fucking watch that movie okay. jesus christ okay like it's a good movie okay they were like 14 right. which is like gross well, you know, when you think Be- people that- didn't live as long back then, so you had to get to work sooner. Fourteen. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that was me throwing up a little bit for your listeners. What's that dwarf song? Uh- the words of my brain. I've done. Yeah, they're, they're, I know. Uh, you know the they're not high art. <laughs> No. I'm like, what? Nope. Don't know that one. Didn't attach myself so you, to that. So you weren't into that 90s punk scene? No. I, I, okay. Like, as 90s punk as I went was still, like, female-oriented. So it was, like, La Tigre, Gossip. Okay. That's about it. So, uh, right. So I think we covered that. Okay. Um, you know, unless... There's anything different that you listen to now? Have you you morphed into anything else? Have you found anything else that's like, yeah? Okay, my newest thing that really has taken me by surprise, uh-huh. and it's like half guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. I would say, and I'm going to admit it out loud. Good. Is there's no shame here? Lady Gaga's album Joanne. Okay, I, I'm kind of familiar with that because I just watched the, the documentary. documentary. That's what did it for me. And it it felt like Spinal Tap Part 3. Yeah. I was like... Like, what's the scene where she's at the pool with the publicists? The pool? Yeah, she's sitting at the pool, and she's got a bikini on. And then oh, and she the next just scene, takes her top off. She's just topless. And she just goes, no, she goes, sorry, this is just more comfortable for me. There's just no context for it. It's like, what are you doing? Like, what... So it felt very... You know, and I would say, I say Part 3 because Part 2 is Metallica's Some Kind of Monster. <laughs> Have you seen that one? Yeah, but I was wondering what. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Like when they start out with James Hetfield and he's like, you know, I'm just a regular guy. Ugh. And then they cut to him in a chopped hot rod with a Nazi chrome helmet. And it's like, no, dude. I mean, I'm just going to say You're not a regular guy. That might be controversial here. Go for it. I really cannot fucking stand Metallica anymore. I'm kind of done with them. After Master of Puppets, I could give a I shit. I cannot After stand Cliff it. died, they lost their soul. I can't. Yeah, no. So I went to see the Big Four concert, <coughs> I don't know how long, eight years ago or something, uh-huh. and Metallica was supposed to be like the closing band, mm-hmm. and that's when everybody got left. the fuck up and left. Yeah. I think we I had to stay for all three of them, because Megadeth, I think, went first. Uh-huh. I don't 
I mean, I don't really remember. I had a lot of biker dudes buying me beer. <laughs> it was in Yankee Stadium, which was hilarious. Yeah. And I yeah. went with two of my guy friends who knew that I was into Slayer. And, uh, and then I just kind of sort of like not ditched my friends, but I'd like be at the next like like aisle like flirting with like dudes like 30 years older than me mm-hmm. so I could get free beer because they were at like Yankee <laughs> sure. Stadium price. Right yeah. You know? Right. Because they're like, like $8 oh, for a Bud Light. I love your fringe vest. Right. <laughs> you want a beer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to some music. How about it? Okay. Enough talk about music. So um, we're starting out here in 1969. That's the record there. Uh, here's what these guys looked like back then. <sighs> Looks like a lot of dudes that walk around now. Williamsburg. Yeah. Yeah, right? Hipsters. Except these guys were the original OGs. It's it's like like these dudes with the mustaches yeah. back there. Ian and Michael. Yeah. Um, Who went off and made their own... And uh, form their own band after. Well, or uh, went solo. Robert yeah. Fripp uh, is the say. only consistent member, and King Crimson is still a performing band. Shut up. And they're fantastic. But how yeah. many variations of the band have there been? <sighs> Dozens. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's really his band, and he just you know redefines it every few years. To, does he uh, kick people out, or does do they no, quit, or they die? They leave. Uh, some of them are dead, but. Uh, um, I don't think anybody died while they were in service. Uh, Greg, the bass player, lead singer that we're going to hear. No one cares. No one. This is better. Trust me. So uh, we're in 1969. Mm -hmm. Uh, King Crimson. The album's called In the Court of the Crimson King. The song is called 21st Century Schizoid Man. With this music, yeah. the, the instrumental break in between is so long for me that then when they start to actually sing again, it's like, like a... Like, oh yeah, this oh, is where we started. Yeah, I or forgot. A, someone else. It's not just like there is someone singing at some point or something. Right. Like I just forget. Yeah. Right. It like jerks me up, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh god. I'll tell you though, even just 20 minutes of jazz is too much for me. You're not having it. You're not a jazz I fan. I love jazz. Mm. It's just. When it reaches a certain time limit, for some reason, I shut off. Right. So what'd you think of that? That was that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I understand why your other pregnant friend wants to come and do this podcast when she can do drugs. <laughs> she already knows what prog rock is and is not a fan. Yeah. So maybe so that's she, why. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That's like one of my best friends didn't ever listened to fish and didn't know who fish were and her boyfriend who she loves very much and we're gonna try and not judge fish head i'm already judging him i i said try i said try 
she was going to be taken to her first fish concert and i said do you want to listen to them before and she said no and i said probably for the best yeah probably although i don't know you know yeah probably for the best because then you can just like that's judge rough, and hate it and, and want to slit your wrists there. Right. And to, instead of going there with dread. Yeah. You know, at least she went with an open like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. No, I mean, she knew, I think, from just the the judgment that I made in my face. From the, from the lore me. of people. Yeah. That had been discussing it prior to that. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, everyone knows they're a jam band. We know what jam bands are. And they're tedious. I mean, you know, the original jam band, The Grateful Dead. I like a couple of their records, but, you know, I, I, going to the concerts, even with a head full of drugs, I was like, oh, come on. Wrap it up with the drum solo and the noodling. And now. What year did Jerry Garcia die? A late 90s? Yeah, I think was, like, not really, like, old enough to see him right. in concert yet. Like, see them in concert yet by my... Yeah, I was I was of an age that you know they did that uh, yeah. in the dark album. Oh my god! When they had a resurgence in the '90s or the late '80s. Uh, it was '90s too. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. And I went to some of those shows, and it was just like, wow, that's a bit much. Yep. Yeah. No. So okay. not something you're gonna go out. Not something you're gonna dial up on Pandora, Spotify. I mean, I think what you're saying is. The positive thing about Spotify and Pandora, although I only use Spotify, is that I can listen to this album and decide. Yes. But I think mm, probably not. Right. Okay. So what are we listening to here? I'm liking this internal. So uh, where's the, I believe this is the, that's probably really hard to read. I keep meaning to print these things out larger. No, I like it. The um, Return of the Giant Hogweed. Yeah. So a little fantasy story here. I mean. Which was a common theme in, in, in uh, prog rock, you know, singing about uh, dragons and kings and, you know, weird Why, animals. though? Can we, like, is there, can we, like, make a history? I get so obsessed with that kind of stuff. I always need to know. Like, why in progressive rock yeah. did someone get into fairies and dragons and you know i think that that's where the uh the the um celtic and british folk music influence mm. comes in okay uh and 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 folklore comes in there okay. i think that's where that comes from i keep forgetting uh, that these are all dudes all, from the uk they're all brits except yeah. for the last band but yeah most of the bands we're listening to today are all brits okay so uh, we're here in 1971 uh the album uh it's genesis with peter gabriel fronting the band the album is nursery crime the song is The Return of the Giant Hogweed. Yeah. Let's listen. Let's get to it. I mean, this is just music that they were like, we're not going to just write lyrics that have a semi-story to it. We're going to write a story and then make music out of the story. You think these lyrics were written first? I don't. It seems. I don't know. Could be. And I, could be. It's it interesting, though. Like, Nobody's brought that up. Because it's like, this is a, a creepy children's story Which, that then someone put music to. See, I can't get down with that part. I want to. All right, we're done. Anything that makes me 
want to like go bah, 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 or whatever yeah that, i'm that, like no thank you. you 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 had had it at that point i'd heard it already four times that's true and the first time i was like what the fuck yeah what are you doing why it just i get that it's part of the kind of music that right. they were making at the time mm. The, like, weird... Yeah, but the rest of it, no, they don't do that shit. But the weird digression, I guess. Right. That didn't seem... Doesn't seem to connect to the other musical... Musicality of it. You felt like it it didn't... uh, It didn't flow. Well, because then all of it... It didn't make sense with what came before it. But it seemed like maybe they did it on purpose. Like, at this point, let's go... Right, right. To sort of... uh, Yeah, there's a certain amount of... um, uh, Planned unpredictability with a lot of this stuff. Yes. And I think this song, more than any of the others, we'll hear tonight. So, yeah. But I also think that just because I'm not a fan of it does now doesn't mean that it's not relevant or makes some connection towards the way that history and music has all evolved. Right. right? Uh, yeah, I think this is an important milestone in the evolution of prog rock. Mm-hmm. Maybe not one that you want to visit as often. Certainly you don't want to... <laughs> you're not going to dial this up again. No thanks, nursery no. crime. No, okay. So, just for the listeners, Matt has, you know, provided me with great photo with names attached to all of the men in the band. Yes. But for this as well, he's given me two very theatrical-looking photos of Rick Wakeman. Yeah. Um, clearly on purpose. Yeah. And <laughs> he looks like uh, Cher's ex-husband, the Allman Brothers guy, a little. Greg Allman, yeah. Yeah. He does right? have that long blonde hair. But the face too. Yeah, yeah. He's very yeah. Except he... I don't think I don't think uh, Greg would have worn that cape. No, but. Or sat in that chair. I think maybe sat in the chair. He if, had one in his house, know. but he didn't sit in it. But, because that was a chair chair. This is a chair chair. Exactly. Yeah, and a chair a share sequined outfit. And, 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 you know, I chose that picture of him on the lawn because it's on the lawn. He's not on stage. Yeah, yeah. This is how, oh, because you're like, he just hung out like this, too. I mean, he didn't. It was a photo shoot for a, a best of Rick Wakeman solo. But, I mean, you know. You know what? That's some balls. Yeah, this is... And a lot of drugs at work. He's also... I I mean, if he's still alive, I'm... He is. Yeah, I'm sorry that if I'm insulting anyone... No, yeah, he's he a good sport. He really... Uh, he's giving me some serial killer vibes in his face. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, so the uh, the only podcast really I listen to... Uh-huh. Um, I listen to some, you know... Nice feminist podcast, but then I listen to a lot of serial killer like podcasts. Murder porn. Yeah. yeah. Murder yeah. porn, last podcast on the left. And those dudes, like, you need to try and figure out to how to get them onto your podcast because they're like prog rock freaks. Okay. Too, I think. I well, mean. they're dudes, so they can't be on this one. But, like, but. they only wear like band t shirts and like. Mm-hmm. They talk about, like, yeah, no. So, yeah, yeah. There might be a correlation there between prog rock and uh, loners. Killers? Well, loners who tend to, you know, yes. get into that if they no, it's true. don't get laid enough, if they but, play enough I mean, prog rock. I love that shit. Right. 
Yeah. So okay. he's giving me some. You're, you're getting that from, from Rick. Well, he looks like he has creepy baby hands, too. <laughs> like a man with soft hands is not to be trusted. <laughs> Donald Trump, for instance. Yeah, like his, his post his hands ever so slightly. Okay, so I've just spent judging this man for much too long. That's okay. That's okay. You know, it's going to be edited. See, I like John Anderson in this photo. He's giving me some, like, real, like... He's a sweetheart. And his high heels. Yeah. Well, he's short. So he's probably got a little, you know... He's, he's height-challenged. Uh, does Chris Squire go by Christine these days? No, he's dead. So, I feel like he would have... Yeah, you think he would have been transgender? He's giving me a... A Christine vibe here. I think he was pretty firmly heterosexual, but... Uh, I mean, he could have been a lesbian. Could have been a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Yeah, I can identify with that. <laughs> I find myself attracted to lesbians. Like, what am I doing? She's not going to go out with me. What's that about? <laughs> I don't know. I just like the whole androgynous well, thing. Well, they're also just like... Chill. Okay. They weren't afraid to show their feminine sides. Steve Howe. I'm liking him, too. Yeah? Okay. Have you seen him lately? Uh, no, he probably looks like the way that I would imagine. Like, you just make him look like a uh, heroin addict in his 60s. Yes. Skeletor has yeah. also come to mind. Yeah. Minus the, uh, the, 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 the buff. And the armor. Yeah. yeah Skeletor exactly. had, like, armor. Maybe. Oh, no. Uh, the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Is more much accurate. better. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of looks like that now, and he's rocking some weird gray Amish beard. And I don't know what that's about, but he's a great player. Okay. Are they all together? No, you said somebody's dead. Chris is dead. Uh, yeah, yes, had this weird... No one cares. Rick left. No one. This is better. Trust me. Is he fat now? Who? Rick. He's 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 a large gentleman. He looks yeah. like he'd he'd yeah embraced his yep love of dominoes at some point. <laughs> Not the I game. Think, I really am like feeling so much judginess from him. I'm really judging him. I don't usually look at someone and want to like judging really, uh, Rick. Wait, Rick. Yeah. I look at him, and I'm coming up with all theories. Well, you know that 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 picture of him in the cape is pretty intense. That's going to skew anyone's yes. judgment. So, All right, so which one are we listening to? Side one or side two? We're going to listen to side one, uh, the first song, uh, Roundabout. So this is 1971, yes, fragile. And uh, yeah, Roundabout. Well, so, it's, it's round about. Yes. You know what a roundabout is, Yes, right? no, but I'm from Massachusetts, where we are the only state that actually still has them. Actually, the they're showing country. up in Ohio now, too. Wow. In Toledo. Sorry. And nobody knows We've how to use them. them. The whole time. And they call them rotaries, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. But like you, people who. Or, or traffic ro- circles. No. No. Roundabout or rotary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that is actually what this song is about. Uh, <laughs> traffic. Well, they were on a trip from Aberdeen to Glasgow. And there's about 40 roundabouts in between there. And they're t- so they're talking about the roundabouts and, you know, the, the mountains and the lakes that they see. And then John Anderson's talking about, uh, you know, 24 before my love and I'll be there uh, oh, getting man. home to his wife. All right. Which is kind of sweet. 
So here we go. That, whatever that was. Synthesizer. Yeah, that really... I relate to this type of music. You like that? I don't... I don't know. I don't know. But... <laughs> but it's what I really... Ref- like, if I were to hear synthesizer in this music, I'm like, oh, that's program. Yes. Like, they are... You can't have one without the other, it seems. Did this then turn into what the 80s uh, guitar keyboard turned into? The guitar? Guitar, yes. Because they were like, we don't need 12 of them. We can just strap one to our body. Yeah, I mean, I think it was also guitar envy. Like, you know, because those guys get stuck behind the keyboard. They they look very, you know, sort of sedentary. Nobody sleeps with the keyboardist, yeah. I don't hate this. Okay. But eight minutes of it. Right, that's a lot. What if your husband puts this on in the bedroom? I don't know. It's like, who cares? Right. Still having sex. Right, but you're not going to be like, no, I just can't. I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's progress of a sort. I think, or (laughs) it's a sign of... Of, of, like, how much I don't care. Right. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It was never, like, one of those people that needed, like, a mood. Right. Candles. You don't have, a, like, a narrow comfort zone in that area where, like, everything needs to be just so. I mean, I don't want, like, like our right, dogs let's... looking at us. <laughs> right. That's creepy. Like, have you ever, like, had, like, somebody's animal stare at you? Well, yeah, yeah the cats. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, ad. I, I didn't like it, but it didn't make me go, all right, we got to stop. But that's, like, ad, added to the list of 174 reasons why I'm not into cats. Right. Because they, like, don't listen to you, and they'll... No, they don't. The dogs have learned the term, go to your bed. Right. Go to bed. Just go to bed. We say, go to your bed, and they run away. Mm-hmm. Well, you train them well. Yeah. Sort of. So what'd you think of that? Okay. You know what? I didn't hate it. Yeah. That was number one so far. Really? Better yeah. than the, the other two? Yeah. I okay. think so far it's yes... King Crimson, Genesis, one, two, and three. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Uh, next up, we're going to 1973. Ooh. Okay. With uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. So these guys were like a super group. Uh, Greg Lake. Is this them? No. no. Okay. Uh, I didn't. I didn't print. Oh, I'm into because... this cover though. I'm into the illustration, and then we open and pull out this fold. Yeah. And then it's kind of like 70s glamour shots. Yeah, what do you think of these guys? Well, this first one on the left, who's that? Uh, that's Keith Emerson. He's kind of giving me like um, like a stupid Neanderthal kind of look. <laughs> like meat good, beer good. Right, yeah, sure. Broccoli bad. This is the guy who was, you know, stabbing his keyboard with knives. Oh, yes. And like picking up the keyboard and playing it oh, backwards. And it was laying yes. on top of him. Yeah. And then who's this middle? That's Greg Lake. So we heard him in the first band. Yep. He was the singer and the bass player. 
So he looks here in this photo. He also has bare shoulders, so I'm assuming he's not wearing a tube top and he just doesn't have a shirt on. Probably shirtless. Yeah. Yep. Um, he looks like one of the characters that would have gotten uh, castrated in Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> okay. Like a lady boy situation. Yeah, he's he's got a cherubesque quality to him. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He he's should trying, have a little bow and arrow, maybe some wings coming out. He's yeah. trying really hard to be like, I'm a man. Right, right. And you're like, are you? And then this guy, you know. Carl. Carl. Besides the fact that his name's Carl and he has a horrible haircut, I don't hate it. <laughs> it's not, I don't see it there. No, it's, you don't it's see it. It's this I don't one. either with him, you know. It's the lady boy looking. One that, of the that's the most killer-y. remarkable thing here. Serial killer Yeah. Okay. If I had to choose one of them. Who's going to chop someone up and throw them in a barrel? Yeah. It's going to be Greg Lake. But he's more, he's uh, giving me like Dahmer vibes, you know, like mm-hmm. drill a hole in their skull and fuck it. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. And then keep it around for, you know, seconds. Yeah, sure. Well, we'll see what you <laughs> let. Let's keep that in mind while we read the lyrics. Yeah, what? Which song are we listening to? Uh, we're going to listen to Carnival Nine. Uh, <laughs> First impression, part one. Uh, yeah, so I'm into uh, the other names of these songs. Uh huh. Just such as like I mean, so far Jerusalem. Yeah, that's and then, classic British. Uh, you know, Tocada. Mm-hmm. Don't classical, know what it is. Classical piece. And then still dot 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 you turn me on mm-hmm. like still yeah Benny the bouncer wow that's a fun little sort of raggy bar song okay well let's get to first impression yeah it's a long one well I'll ding the bell if I need to okay I'm ready Emerson Lincoln Palmer 1973 uh, the album is brain salad surgery <laughs> no it's not it is <laughs> <laughs> The song is Carnival Nine, First Impression, Part One. Let's hear it. Trust me, I love mayo so I much I'd you. eat it with a spoon. I would. I would. feel like it's a lot of repeating of the same message like blah blah controversial something bishop and jesus head blah blah (laughs) and then like come see the show yeah and you're like okay yeah yeah like that's what i'm saying this is not real life the book of frank you know, like the real, like Yitzchak. Right, like right. That's I'm Jeremiah. Like, okay, at least Jehazad. I, I can get into that. Right, right. That's believable. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, you know, uh, that was um, easily ignorable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. I'm into the artwork of the album. Yes, yeah, Giger was. He was intense. He's good. 
Yeah. Like the creepy peeking through the keyholes with the skulls on top. And look, the nice die cuts here on the cover. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I was really into her. Yeah. Well, that was his uh, wife or girlfriend, I believe. Shut up. And yeah, she committed suicide. Oh. So that's fun. Well, that's sad. Yeah, a little bit. She's real hot. She was. Yeah. Okay. She was a looker. Who's next? Hit me. Last, but not least. Okay, Neil Pert is like a name that's like, I know that name. Yeah, he's 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 a legend in the annals of drummers. Oh my lord, this is just a beautiful photo. It's it's a step away from Charlie's Angels. <sighs> wow, should we describe it? Yeah, sure. I Go mean, for it. Let's see. Let's just start with Alec Lifeson. Yeah, Alex Lifeson. Yeah. The he's, guitar player. Um, he's got a really tight white tank top on, real low, just showing nice, tasteful chest hair. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like he has some kind of like bolero type thing tied around his waist, though. Uh huh. Um, and then like a nice white silky scarf across his neck. Yeah. Then a, Neil a, a cravat. Yeah. Or an ascot. Well, I'm not no, sure what defines. No, because an ascot's tied. It's the tie. The cravats are also tied. Yeah, but this is just like French it's ladies a, tied on the side. It's a scarf. Yeah. Yeah. Then Neil Peart is in the middle, um, clearly being influenced. What what year is this album? 1981, but that's yeah. not when that picture is No, from. this is in the 70s, like when Late everyone was 70s, I believe. into Indian culture. Because he's wearing yeah. some form of... Indian influenced shirt. Yeah, they used to uh, travel a lot through uh, Bangkok yeah, and doing a uh, lot of yeah. yeah. They, John they, went, they went to and Japan and, and bought some kimonos for one yeah. of their albums. Yeah, yeah they got into that, and which they're not really proud of now. I can imagine that's some cultural appropriation. Yeah, sure. And then he's got just a glorious mustache. Yes. It's like um, uh, Raleigh, Captain Hook. I was going to say Raleigh fingers, but. That's yep. horrible. Uh, Getty Lee, you know, he doesn't look like he belongs. He's wearing um, his mother's blouse. His mother, the Holocaust survivor. Probably. She was. Yeah. Uh, just to round off this photo, the there's a lot of wind hitting all three of them. Right. It was the same. And their arms are all kind of crossed and weird. I'm really in. Yeah. But it's interesting because... I take this photo and look at the other one you gave me. That's from 72, that other one, yeah. But that's, what, a matter of four or five years Six probably years, between yeah. the two? Yeah. And uh, Getty Lee, well... He's wearing that disco suit there. I was going to say his disco suit is also... He's really... You can tell what side is Taylor, you know, seems his pants. <laughs> um, is he showing a little moose knuckle? Like... Yeah, and then <laughs> Neil Pert has, I mean, I can't tell the wind is blowing his hair in this first photo, but he's really got a nice mullet situation. He, he rocked the mullet back in the 70s, he did. And then Alec Lifeson somehow is really looking like Stevie Nicks a little. He had that, that sort of uh, crimped, not crimped, but slightly permed blonde hair. But in the face, look in the face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And what's with Getty with the uh, the hip shift? 
Well, it's because of his dick. Because his stick's so big, it's so heavy, he has to lean to the left. Really? I don't know. I'm literally... No, it's, you know, it's not a trait that Jewish men are known for. Uh, but, why not? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Please. It's like... He's tall. You know why what they say... fall into these things? You know what they say about men with big noses? Bad allergies? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, can I just tell you, I also, you know, bring it back to the band yeah. itself. Sure. that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, when I think of Rush. Do you think of Rush? When. <laughs> Do you? Often I think of Rush. No. But if I hear Rush day. or you were bringing them up when we were discussing, the first thing I think of is... Um, What's the fucking Paul Rudd movie where he has to go and find a best friend? I love you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a classic. Slap at the bass, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's and they go to the concert. The whole thing. And Rashida Jones is looking at him like, "What? Who the fuck are you?" It's a whole. It's a constant in the movie. It's yeah. not even just a, a snippet of the movie. No, it's that's a, a theme. major theme. Yeah, it it sort of defines uh, Jason Siegel. Yeah. You know, because he's so into Rush. Yeah. You know? well, and they're like in the garage. Like, yeah, he had his solo Rush band. Right, right. He played all of the instruments or right, something, right? right? And then let Paul Rudd pick up the, the bass. Right. <laughs> and what was that? He was trying to do some kind of accent, and he sounded like a leprechaun. He was trying to do Jamaican. a Jamaican accent, which, you know, really doesn't tie in with uh, prog, Rush. Ro- prog rock at all. No. Except Rush did try to do reggae on a couple songs. They did? And it really doesn't come Why off well. Why would they do that? Yeah, they're too white. They can't. Because, you know, it's not complicated music, but it's really difficult to play because it's all about feel. It's it's just... It... They're too white. Jamaicans aren't trying to... No. Yeah, Jamaicans aren't Very trying to do weird. prog rock. No. How dare they? How dare they? Very strange. Okay. <laughs> Um, which song are we listening to? We're going to listen have... to Tom Sawyer. Uh, oh. You know that. that yeah. That, well, that's featured in the movie. It's very featured. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a common theme throughout that movie. But also, um, just makes me wonder. Yeah. Why are we writing a song about Tom Sawyer? I don't know. Maybe you can figure that out as we're listening. Yeah. Was he really a modern day warrior? I don't will know. be the question. Yeah. Let's analyze that. Okay. While we, while we listen. So bizarre. So here we are, 1981, Rush. The album is Moving Pictures. The song is Tom Sawyer. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean. Yeah, he's just. It's an unusual voice. It is. But it's, it's not for everyone. It's not a surprise that he had the voice attached to a band that was so popular. Because it's so unusual, it gives you like an, right. an edge or something. It's like I look at these lyrics and I'm like, really? Wow. You were just sitting there writing, exit the warrior, today is Tom Sawyer. He gets hot, like, and that's like, that's 
where what came out of your brain? And you know, when we were twelve, that was deep. But I don't get it. All right. Yeah, I don't really either. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm looking at it like I don't get it. <laughs> I mean. So, what's your opinion overall of the boys from Canada? I think I like them. Mm-hmm. I think that they take the number one spot, but it's really? hard for me to know if it's because of the song or just because I like the look of them the most. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was a thing that drew people to certain bands was the look. This windblown photo really had me at hello. Yeah. 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 Who, who's amazing. the most likely candidate for you to hook up with? There? I don't think that's it. I think no. I just want to like be their friend. Okay. And they're those kind of guys. Like, they're all married. They weren't pussy hounds. Like, they weren't drug yeah, addicts. No, I wanna... They got to work. They did their jobs. They went back to their hotel rooms, and they read books. I want to go to the grocery store with Neil Peart. Yeah. And, and you're right. The farmer's market I want to smoke something. pot with Alex Lifeson. I want to hang out with Getty Lee and, you know, nerd yeah. out on amps and guitars. And I feel like I could. they would respect it if I was like, you know, guys, I've already had, like, a couple beers. Like, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> Shoshana, do you like prog rock? You know, I think uh, I don't hate it. Well, it's time to wrap it up, folks. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. We got a, you know, I think uh, I don't hate it from Shoshana on the subject of prog. I'd like to thank my guest, Shoshana Cherson. Without her, I would have purchased beer for wayward teenagers. And a special thanks to you, the listener. Because as we all know, if a podcast is playing in the woods, no one's around to hear it. It sucks. 